Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Watching the Webhead. I'm your host, Delanel, and today we're going to talk about the funniest moments in Spider-Man No Way Home. Once again, in case you didn't read the title for whatever reason, this is going to have spoilers of the movie. So if you don't want to be spoiled, if you have not seen it and you're trying to hold on, don't listen, get out of here. Watch it, come back, so that we can talk about it. This movie, and I've said in my original review, this movie was funnier than I expected it to be. Now look, Homecoming and Far From Home were funny. And they couldn't be easily classified as one of, uh, a couple of the funnier movies in the MCU, right? I think Guardians of the Galaxy, their whole mantra is comedy, <clears throat> among other things, right? Like, there's other things. But those two movies are some of the funnier movies. So you can tell that those movies are meant to be some lighthearted humor type of stuff. Spider-Man movies seem to have that same tone, whereas Captain America movies are not really all that funny, right? Like, Iron Man movies are not really that funny. You know what I mean? Thor movies were not that funny. Ragnarok was pretty funny. Dark World was... Uh, we don't talk about Dark World. And then the first one was like, okay, whatever. Um, so, you know, like, there's some, some decent, you know, Black Panther wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, there's, there's certain tones for different movies. So the Spider-Man movies definitely take on the comedic tone. But this took it up a notch. Especially the second half of the movie when Toby and Andrew hop in. Those three, and, and I, the second half of this episode, I want to talk about those three specifically. Because they are their own comedy sketch right there. Just the three of them together. Absolutely hilarious. But let's start with the other stuff in the movie, bits and pieces here and there that were, you know, got a good chuckle, some funny stuff. But I, I want to say right off the bat, Ned and Flash were not funny in the movie. Now, Flash was never funny. I didn't, I just never cared for him as a character. Just don't care. Um, and then Ned, first movie, like he was funny, like guy in the chair stuff and all that. Like it, it was funny. Far From Home, and again, least favorite out of the trilogy, but Far From Home, he was all right. For some reason, No Way Home, he just kind of, he turned, he devolved into the dumb comedy relief character. Like, they ran the same gag at least twice in the movie where he's just talking too much and, and he's supposed to just be quiet, right? Like in the police station, and then... When they're talking to Andrew and MJ's like, shut up, shut up. Like, that's not, that wasn't funny. I didn't find that to be funny. I think it was meant to be funny, but it just wasn't. And it just kind of like, they recycled a few things from the previous movies that just fell flat. Like the guy in the chair thing. Like, uh, you could, you, what did he say when they were in the lair? You could take the guy out of the chair, but you can't take the chair out of the guy. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, it was supposed to be funny, but no. <laughs> so, sorry, Ned. Sorry, Flash. But I will say, Ned did give us, even though his character was dumb, that was a, a somewhat cute comedy scene where he says in the laboratory, he's like, Peter. And all three of them are like, huh? Oh, sorry. Did you mean the other... That was funny, but because the Peters made it funny, not because of Ned, it was the Peters. That's that's the whole thing. So, you know, but I wanted to get the non-funny stuff out the way. That was supposed to be funny. It's not funny. Flash, 
I don't know what, what he was trying to... Like, the MIT thing in the coffee shop? Was, was that funny? Both times I saw the movie, no one laughed whenever Ned or Flash said anything. I don't think a whole bunch of people... I mean, there's only a few hundred combined, right? But I don't think a few hundred people are all wrong about how to react. So... Yeah, but, you know, maybe it just so happens we are the few hundred in the entire world that just did not find it funny. I didn't find it funny either time. Let me know if you found Ned and or Flash funny. Please tell me. But, so one of the, uh, one of the funniest moments of the movie where I, le- I legitimately laughed out loud. Usually when I watch a movie and I'm watching it, in theaters, and it's like a somewhat crowded theater, I actually don't laugh out loud because I've, I'm scared of being obnoxious. I don't even have an obnoxious laugh. In fact, I don't laugh out loud that much, even when I'm by myself. But I do have a fear of being like, <sighs> I hate to go here, but like that loud black guy that laughs really loud. <laughs> like, I don't. I'm nowhere close to that. Like, what you hear out of me laughing, like the chuckles and stuff I give, that's usually, like, the extremes that I go for laughter. With that said, I definitely laughed out loud. Um, After the fight with Doc Ock and the lady from MIT, she got out the car and just was scolding the heck out of Doc Ock. That was not okay. (laughs) Yo! She had no fear she was like, what? She told him off. We laughed. Both screenings, we laughed and laughed and laughed. That was, that was unexpected. I did not see that coming. I thought she'd be like kind of shaking and like, oh, snap. She turned it on and just like, no. That was funny. So I give her props for that. Um, Jamie Foxx. <laughs> Electro, Sandman, and Peter, they're standing out there in, in the wilderness or whatever. He's like, I was just going to pretend like I'm not standing here, but as naked. I'm like, oh, snap. That was, because it was kind of implied. Like, you could kind of tell like he's, he's nude, but you weren't necessarily thinking about it until he said it. And it was like, oh, snap. So that was funny. That was funny. And Sandman was like, yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm pretending because I cannot, I don't want to even... <laughs> So that that was a good exchange. Um, yeah, the, you know, most of the funny stuff. Tom Holland's a great actor, but he himself does not project comedy all that well. There aren't a lot of scenes where it's just him and it's funny, right? I think there are quite a number of scenes where Happy is funny, like that that scene where they're uh, FaceTiming MJ and Peter. I'm guessing it's FaceTime. I don't know. Whatever they're using. They're, they're, you know, video chatting and Happy is in the background. He finally, like, talks like, yeah, we get it. We, we you know, like, we get it. Hang up, go to sleep. Like, that was funny. Um, <clears throat> I'm, trying to think, I'm trying to think of everything that was non-Peter Parker funny that happened in the movie. Um, definitely a lot more than the emotional stuff. If If you guys haven't heard earlier, I have a previous episode that talked about some of the more emotional moments of the movie, some tear-jerking moments and stuff like that. 
where it was like, whew, that was, you know. But um, yeah, we're definitely having a fun, laughing time now. Um, as I as I progress through, you guys just let me know what you think of your funnies. What was your favorite funny part of the movie? And you know what what made you just like, yo, that was funny. Um, but those are some of the funny moments that I really enjoyed. Uh, I really oh oh oh, you know what the bit at the at the school when Peter goes to school. And you got the uh, the teacher and the principal and the, and the gym teacher, or whatever, and they're all like, and the shrine is behind them. That bit was funny as heck too. That was that was good. Um, yeah, they are always funny. And Hannibal Burris, he, I mean, we already know he's funny, but like all his movies, like he he doesn't show up in a lot in each of these movies, right? But he has been. Almost every line he says is just like, yo, what? Like, you at least laugh. Like, when he was like, Captain America, oh, he's war criminal. No, like, he's just, his, that deadpan delivery, well, like a, a slight bit of like indignation. There's like a, a tiny bit of like, he's offended when he, when he talks, but it's like deadpan offended. I don't know. It just comes off like funny. Like, everything he could say is just funny. Eric and Andre show is, but, um, so that was funny. Trying to think. The, the some of the banter between the villains when they're like locked up is pretty funny. I will say this though. <clears throat> you guys let me know how you feel. One of the funniest moments we didn't even get to see. You guys remember the trailer for No Way Home when it first came out? And it even made a meme. And I think I talked about this earlier, but it even made a meme. Where Doctor Strange, Wong, and Peter are talking about the spell, the quote unquote forbidden spell for the memory wipe or whatever it is. And in the trailer, Wong is like, don't do it. And then he he does his regular dip and goes through the circle to another place wherever he's going. Doctor Strange is like, okay. And then he winks at Peter. And it's like, and that meme blew up. Like, it says Wong is saying something. We're like, no problem. But then there's a wink, like that Agatha wink. And then Peter's like, yeah. So, but they cut that and they made it cornier. I don't, for whatever reason, they changed. This happens, this happens all the time with different movies. But they made it, like as funny as the movie was, they took out funny parts. And it seems like for no reason. Like it, it, it's, it, felt, it felt like, that change didn't help the movie. Like, if you're going to make a change, I can understand you make a change and it, and it takes the movie in a different direction, right? Like a pivotal moment. But this wasn't really a pivotal, pivotal exchange. Like, changing the lines did not change. Because even like the part where he's like, <clears throat> please, we've been through a lot. Call me, call me Steven. And then Peter says, okay, Steven. In the trailer, there's like a pause, right? That pregnant pause or whatever you want to call it. Where it builds up a bit of a comedy effect where he's like mulling it over in his head like, uh. Sounds weird, but I'll allow it, right? In the movie, they cut that pause out. So it immediately just cuts to, that's weird, but I'll allow it. And it loses some of that comedic. And here's the thing. This movie had a few other moments where they had that pause and it, it was hilarious. Like, back to that laboratory scene where the Peters, MJ, and uh, 
Ned are talking, and Ned's like, I'm not going to become a superpower villain or whatever. And then there's like the longest pause. So like the audience, we chuckled, right? Especially the first, the first screening. We chuckled at it. The pause land, landed so well and lasted so long. We ended up laughing again. That's how funny. Because we got shots at the different reactions. Like, okay. It, it was funny. So like the movie knows how to do the pregnant pauses and make it you know, like stretch that comedy. But they cut it out of there even after putting it in the trailer. It was that whole exchange. They twisted it and it made it less funny. Even though it's not like it didn't fit the tone of the movie. The rest of the movie was the same exact stuff we saw in the trailer. So why would they cut that out? It was, it was a weird decision. I'm not sure. But I was looking forward to seeing that in the movie. And it didn't happen. So a little disappointing. But uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to remember. I think, I think that's all of the funny stuff um, about the movie. It was funny. Er, I think you wouldn't classify this movie as a comedy, right? You would classify it as action probably more than anything. But comedy is right up there. So like action comedy, if you had to dual genre it, action comedy. But um, definitely funny. And it definitely gives you a good time and a good vibe. Um, yeah, I think that I think that those are all of the moments that I can think of that are not related to Peter Parker. Um, so I think we can move on. Obviously, if I remember while I'm talking, I'll just you know mention it on this other side. But we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. So yeah, yeah. So I think so. If it starts off some parts. I feel like the movie was trying to be funny. Like, okay, here's another one where it failed. MJ and Peter in the bedroom when Happy and May are talking about their failed relationship or whatever. And, like, you could tell before May even gets to the door what the gag was supposed to be. Like, you already knew. So when you open the door and he's got no clothes on and it's a whole thing, like, like I could respect... How they were trying to like be funny with it. Maybe because we've seen it before. Maybe because they telegraphed it way too much. It just didn't land as something funny. But now I'm remembering something that was hilarious. Ah. I don't know if it's a top five. But when Norman Osborne and May and Peter, they're in Feast. <laughs> you guys remember this, right? May and Peter are talking. And this happened like a couple of times in the movie where people were talking, but there's action going on in the background. Comedic action that goes on in the background. So it's like, oh, snap. But So you're not even paying attention to the words that are being spoken. Another one happened during the lab. That lab scene really had a lot. Now that I think about it. But um, I'll talk about the lab scene since it involved two of the Peters. But yeah, so so Goblin, you know, Norman, he's he's sitting there. Low key, like he's sneaking in donuts in his pockets. Like, what? we laughed both screenings. We laughed. Like, that was, and I'm gonna say this I noticed, like, the first time I saw it, I noticed him doing that. Like, I'm always looking at other things other than what's right in front of me. So, I noticed him doing that, and I start saying, like, what? And the girl, the girl that was next to me, she actually audibly, like, was like, huh? 
And then I said donuts. I think the two of us were talking to each other at that point without actually acknowledging that we were talking to each other. So when I said donut, she was like, oh my God. And then the whole theater just started laughing. So like, like I caught it first. And I'm sure other eagle eyes caught it first. But when he started reaching for the second one, then people were catching on like, oh snap, this dude's taking donuts out of the... It was hilarious. Second, the second screening was the same thing. By the way, when I saw it the second time, I, uh, I saw it in 3D. This was by accident. I was in a rush to buy a ticket by any means necessary that I didn't even realize what I was buying. So I ended up buying a 3D viewing. You do not have to watch this in 3D. However, the only time where it feels like you're getting that 3D punch is when he's swinging. It's when he's swinging. Now, I saw The Amazing Spider-Man twice. <clears throat> so this was back in like 2012. I saw it twice. One of the times was without the 3D. One was with 3D. And remember like those first person shots of him swinging around and moving around and parkour and all that? And if you were in 3D mode at that point, it actually really feels like you're swinging through the air. Like it, it felt really cool. I think the only time you should watch a Spider-Man movie in 3D is just for like the, the swinging scenes. When he's swinging, I don't know what it is. It, he looks, I don't know what it is. He just lo- it looks, it looks fun. It just looks fun to swing. Like it just, it, it, it looks, he almost looks smaller in a big city at that point. Uh, it's, it's weird to describe. But yeah, I did see the second time in 3D by accident. But now I can at least tell you guys. You know. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so that bit was funny. I forgot about Norman. Yeah, that was the donut bit. That was comedy. And the, the, it's small stuff like that. Like, they didn't even have to put that in there. It doesn't even feel like that's something of his character, right? But it still was just funny. Like, he just... It was funny. So, like... But, yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I'm going to have a separate episode talking about his performance. Because... Listen, guys. Listen. Willem Dafoe. He outdid... You know how... I, I've said this before. You know how certain actors fit a role so well that it's just... Basically impossible to imagine someone else in it. And, and, and when they're done acting and the movies are over and the story concludes or whatever it is, it's like, we're never going to see this again. I don't even want to see it again because that was the only guy that could ever do it. No one else. It's over, right? And I do believe that if an actor portrays a character in such a strong way, I think it should be an unwritten rule you should not be allowed to recast it. Like, it's over. He nailed it. There's a high chance that the next person would do worse versus do it better. I think Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, we're not getting much better than that. It's possible, but why take that risk? Let's not do it. Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin, same story. No one else is allowed to be him on screen. It's over. That's it. I don't, I don't want to see anybody else, okay? Dehan, what, what was his name from The Amazing Spider-Man? 
what the hell? Right? Like, no. And then, like, okay, I can accept Harry. Because Harry was a different character, technically, a different story. He's not Norman, right? Norman Osborn as the Green Goblin belongs to Willem Dafoe. Now, if you want to get a Harry to pull up the mantle, you can. We've talked about... There's a theory out there that Ned Leeds might become the Hobgoblin, just like in the comics. So if you want a, a Hobgoblin to come in, maybe it's Ned. That's when Ned said, I won't be a, I won't, I promise I won't be a superhero, like a supervillain, whatever. I immediately, that was the first thought that came to mind. He could actually very well at some point become Hobgoblin. Hey, I don't know. I'm just, you know, if, if, if you want to pull from that, you can, but you know there there's a lot of um there are a lot of actors and actresses that you cannot recast. Willem Dafoe is one of those guys he dis- whatever you thought was elite about his original performance, he shattered it he shattered it he 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 absolutely when they were in the um i don't know what that was i guess the like the lofts like the apartment lofts or whatever, and there Peter's fighting him. And Peter hops on top of him and is just punching and punching and punching. And he's just smiling the whole time. Yo! And I read an interview uh, a day or two ago where, he, where Willem Dafoe was like, I want like, to do my stunts. Like, I want to I, I wanna do more than just a cameo. I want to be actually involved in the movie and be more physical in the movie. Like, he wanted to do that stuff. He took that challenge and just dismantled it. Yo, I, but like I said, I, I'll I'll go to an, I'll save that to it for another time. But you guys, let me know the early thoughts about his performance because what what was that? I I thought Alfred Molina and look, Alfred he did great as Doc Ock. That's why Spider Man Two. That's partially why Spider Man Two is considered the greatest Spider Man movie of all time. His performance. As Dr. Octavius, Otto Octavius, made him basically the, the best live screen Spider-Man villain we've seen. But Willem Dafoe, not only did, I, not only did he challenge it, I think he superseded that. But we'll get there. So those are the funny moments without the Peter Parkers. Um, so you guys let me know what you think about that. And if I missed anything, let me know. I probably did, but I'll probably also catch up to myself in the second part. Let's go. Just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for the comments. Just thank you. All right, carry on. Right, so, listen, I, and I think I talked about this before. There's a lot that I've mentioned before, and so if you've been listening to my episodes as they come out, then you know. But if you don't know, that's why I usually repeat myself in case you, this is the first time you're listening in. But I'm going to say this. The second half of the movie is when things pick up, I feel like. I think, and, and here's the thing. The first half of the movie was fine. Great pacing, great storytelling. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. 
But once Andrew and Toby get involved in the mix, things take an upward swing of like, not just because we got all of them on screen together, this is hype, but the simple fact of their chemistry carries the entire second half of the movie. Tell me I'm wrong. Think about this. We haven't seen, there are not a lot of movies out there that have done this before. This is, this is not necessarily groundbreaking, but this is also something that we don't really see. We're talking about multiple universes where the same character from these multiple universes, they come together and basically have to take down a common enemy, right? We've seen bits and pieces of this kind of storytelling. But what Marvel and Sony did was so ingenious. This is one of the best portrayals of multiple versions of someone. And we're not talking about like a time traveling thing where 30-year-old meets a a 10-year-old version of himself, right? We're talking about literally from separate universes, realities, coming together. Different looks, different ages, but the same person. It's a weird thing to wrap your mind around. But when you, when you pass that, you get to a place where these guys, the way that they were told to portray themselves was that they were, it was, it was looking at triplets. They, in so many ways, they acted and sounded the same way. Sometimes it was on full display. Other times it wasn't. One of the times that it was on full display Again, was the funny part where Ned was like, hey, Peter. And they're all like, oh, were you talking? They, they said all of that at the same time. That's what made it so funny. Because they're Peter Parker. So they're going to, like, in a lot of ways, they have the same mannerisms. The same ways they would carry themselves. They have different experiences that, that would twist them in certain ways. But the core essence of who they are, Sony and Marvel decided to tap into that. And it, it worked. Or even like the bit where they're, they're, they're about to go back out to fight the bad guys after they have like a little quick huddle. And they're ready to jump in. Andrew's like, I love you guys. And then Tom and Toby at the same time, just, thanks. Like it, little stuff like that, the audience laughed at. Like anytime they spoke at the same time was just hilarious. So let's get to the funny stuff, right? So we talked about the Ned and the Peter thing. Ned was being an idiot. He dragged it out. Like, the Peters carried it, but he's like, Peter Parker. Like, we're we're Peter Parker, what are you? And one of the things I appreciated was that Tom, he shows, like, he's annoyed. He's like, we're Peter, like, come on. Like, if you see him, like, he throws his hand up, like, really? Because, like, really, Ned, how could you be that, like... I get it. This is something that doesn't happen every day. But by now, you should understand that they're the same person. You literally are the one that called these other two here. Like, you of all people know that they answer to Peter Parker. Literally. It's it's an odd situation to be in, for sure. But he still wasn't showing great signs of intellect by trying to call them by their name and thinking he's just going to get one response. That's just... Um, another favorite funny part with them, obviously before the final fight, 
they're having these random discussions, you know, <clears throat> especially the, okay, so go back to the lab before I even go there. Go back to the lab. Remember they talk about Toby and his like organic webbing? Andrew's reaction, that physical comedy, he's just staring like, like, he's got horror. He's fascinated and intrigued all at the same time. Like, he just cannot believe that this is happening. And I love how he, like, dragged it out just a, just a little bit. It was just enough where it was just, just funny. It was just funny. Like, you couldn't help but laugh. We kept laughing at it. Like, he, we just kept laughing at him. There was another part where MJ and Peter, MJ and Tom are talking. Andrew is walking in the background. He almost, I don't know if you've like seen this or paid attention. He almost actually walks into Toby. He pauses. They're both like, oh, startled. And then they kind of like break up and go separate directions. That was funny. It wasn't ha ha, but that was a cute, another little behind the scenes, just like uh, with, with Norman, little behind the scenes physical comedy that just for whatever reason they just decided to put there and it was it was funny to me um it was like a cute little funny so organic webbing but i i say that because like before the final battle they talk about the organic webbing again and i just i just love how like tom was like this come out your wrists come out anywhere else and i'm you know like because spiders it usually comes out their ass most people know this, right? Like, most people know spiders, they actually secrete their webbing through their butt. So, when Tom says this, it's only hilarious if you know a real spider. Like, it's already funny because, like, you can hear in his tone he's implying a really weird place of the body. But it gets funnier if you know what a spider actually does. So, it becomes an entire new joke altogether. Of anatomy. Like it's just. It, it was a beautiful little. It was simple. It was cliche. It was easy to do. And easy to write. But Tom delivered it perfectly. He did. The uh, bit where Andrew offers to stretch out Toby's back. Hey look. Hey look man. Is that even like. Obviously. They wanted to have like a little gayish joke in there right. But is it. Like, if it's you, even if it's from a, a different dimension, essentially, if it's you, what is that? Like, is that, is that really, like, gay? Or is that, like, it's it's a weird situation. Like, it was just funny. And Toby's like, yeah, yeah, that's, you know, that's great. <laughs> it's, we're just laughing. We're just laughing at this because it's so absurd that, like, two of the same person are just doing this. I love Michael Keaton as an actor. I know. I just took a whole turn left, but stay with me. He did a movie called Multiplicity. This is an old movie, I think from like the 80s, 90s. It's an older movie where he basically is cloning himself in order to try to spread out his attention efficiently. One clone is for work, one clone is for the house, one clone, you know, like he's got different clones to do different tasks. Um, and look, it felt, it felt kind of, if you watch that movie, you know what I mean when I say it felt kind of like that in this movie. 
it just so happens Michael Keaton is the vulture in this universe, so it's kind of weird. But so he he's doing this. You know, these Peter Parkers are basically functioning like again. If you haven't seen that movie, if you like Michael Keaton, <laughs> first of all, because he's he's brilliant. Watch that movie and then come back and watch the movie again, Spider-Man No Way Home. And then you're going to see these three Peters have a, a similar relationship. Like, there's a similar dynamic. But, yeah. <clears throat> so, they, they that, whole, that whole scene before the final battle was just full of laughs. They, they, they just, they covered everything. They covered everything. They, they talked about all kinds of stuff. Like, who have you guys fought before? You know, that was... But, uh, oh my gosh, guys. Okay, I knew I, was, I knew I was forgetting something. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. And, and Andrew Garfield. Oh my God. I didn't know where he was going at first, folks. I didn't know what he was trying to say. Until he said... I, I forget what it was. Because he, 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 he listed like four things, right? He looks like four things when he saw Andrew's face. I think by the the second or third thing, I was like, oh, wait, what? And then when he was like, I thought you'd be black. That, yo. That was a good laugh. That was a good laugh. I I don't care how you feel about racial stereotypes or whatever it is. You have to appreciate how funny that was. Because that is so Spider Man. You really would think the way he the way he functions, like when you read the comics, the way he functions, you really would have been like, oh wow, he's for the he's for the people. Yeah. Nah. But it's funny. And, the, and when Andrew apologizes, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. Like, he, like I, I don't know. Like, that was, you know, that was that was great. Yo, guys, tell me when the lizard was transforming back, I couldn't have been the only one that noticed this. Tell me why they copied and pasted him transforming back like in The Amazing Spider-Man 1. Y'all, listen, watch the movie again. If you just, if you watch No Way Home, go watch Amazing Spider-Man. Go watch it when the lizard transforms back into Kirk Connors towards the end of the movie. Tell me that's not a copy and paste. Of what they copied and pasted that footage. He was not in the movie. Ifford or what's the name? Ian or something like that. He was not in the movie. They put credits for him. But they used footage of him. He was not in there. Now if he was still voicing the lizard. Then I can give him credit for that too. But his human form. He did not. No. That was a copy and paste. That was shot for shot. The same transformation. I'm sorry, guys. Tell me if I'm wrong. I know there's people out there that have probably seen it as well. But now some of y'all are going to start looking. Report back. Let me know. Because I cannot... I can't. I can't even breathe. I, I looked at the first night. I was like, that's when they made the spider Like, I instantly. Like, I just... I've seen the Amazing Spider-Man multiple times. Like, I've seen all of the other Spider-Man movies multiple times. So, like, when I saw that shot, I'm like, yo, that's the same shot. Uh, what? It's cool. I'm cool. Um, <clears throat> Sandman, when he's, like, changing back, he almost, it, it almost looks like a shot from Spider-Man 3 was recycled as well. But 
it's hard to tell. Thomas Hayden Church, he's like sand almost the entire movie, just like the lizard. Like a, a lot of these characters, here's what happened. Here's what I think happened. I think Sony and Marvel wanted to bring back all the original people, but they couldn't do it for like an entire movie. They could only do a cameo for some of them. So the lizard never changed back. Not that he really could have, I guess. Sandman, though, uncharacteristically, never changed back to human form. You would think Flint would be changing back. Pretty like in Spider-Man Three, he was human form more so than in sand form. So you would think he would change back. He never did. Um, so those two already right off from the jump, we didn't get to see their human forms in the movie until it was basically over. And then even then, the lizard. They just recycled what they had before. So Kurt Connors was like, whatever. And then with Sandman, we did get to see some of him in human form, but that also did look weirdly similar to shots that we saw from Spider-Man 3. Um, they might have reversed when he was first transforming. That's the thing. I think in, the, in this movie, it looked like when he was, quote-unquote, losing his powers, it almost looks like they were reverse engineering the scene where he first was realizing like he had these powers and could be sand or whatever. So that's that's pretty interesting. Um, so I, you know I'm not I'm not too sure of what like what that was about. It sounds like they probably ran out of casting budget or whatever and just had to like CGI a couple of guys before you know a little cameo thing in human form. That's my guess. But the voice acting was there. Like, it sounded like Sandman that we knew, and it sounded like the lizard that we knew. So it, it was a weird... It was weird. I'm not entirely sure what happened there, why they decided... Because it's more expensive, I feel like. It's more expensive to have CGI than a human person. But if that human person is commanding a certain amount of money, then it ends up being cheaper to just do CGI instead of having them out there, you know on location or whatever. So I, I don't know. You guys let me know what you think about that. But that's kind of my theory on it. So, um, yeah, those are like the funniest moments of the movie. I think when, um, when, when Andrew first came in to like the hole that Ned made, that whole bit with the grandmom, even that bit with MJ was like, was, was okay. It was like, it was funny. But because Andrew's just great, that's why it was funny. And then when he goes to like grab the spider web in the corner, that was also funny. Um, you know, Toby. Oh, that reminds me. Back to the lab. That lab scene was really good. But we're gonna go back to the lab scene when they were getting ready to like go out and do the battle. Andrew's like to Toby. You guys remember this? He's like, so you you just going in to dress up as a youth pastor or? <laughs> Yo, that, yo, savage for that, savage. Um, I did enjoy that. <clears throat> in the first showing, this did not happen in the second showing. In the first showing, there was a laugh. The second showing did not really laugh. But Ned rolls up to Toby and he asks Toby, like, did you have a best friend and you're, you know, you're whatever? And Toby's like, yeah. I did. You know, um, he died in my arms after he tried to kill me. 
the first audience, I guess, appreciated the dark humor and started laughing. And then when Toby finished, he was like, well, he said something like, it's very sad or tragic or something. We laughed even more. It wasn't like an out, out loud, like, ha, ha, ha. But like, we, we appreciated the deadpan delivery because like, you look at Toby's face, he doesn't look upset. It's just like a matter of fact, like, yeah, you know, he died in my arms after he tried to kill me. So that's what happens. Like, so that's why it was funny. But the second audience didn't seem to register that. So they didn't laugh at it. It's it's so funny how that can happen. Like one audience can feel one way and another can feel another way. That's that's another reason why I enjoy going to multiple showings to see if the same reactions occur at the same time. So I was listening for stuff to happen from the audience at moments where it happened before. It did not happen that time. But it was a dark comedy moment. And again, the second viewing had uh, kids in there. More family. You know, the first viewing was Friday night. Second viewing was uh, Saturday afternoon, right? So the late night crowd, not going to be a lot of kids. Even though it's not a school night, it's not going to be a lot of kids that late. Because the movie started at like 10. So like it's, it's bedtime at that point for a lot of these kids. And I'm going to make it through a, a two and a half hour movie starting at 10 o'clock. Nah. So the afternoon is where it's going to be at. So I don't know if it's because like the demographics were probably different between the showings where the age groups might have been a little different. And so <clears throat> humor lands in different ways for different people, different backgrounds and ages and races and all of that. So that all probably played a part. But it was pretty silent during the second viewing at that part. So you guys, you know, let's let's have a discussion. Was that dark humor? Or should we not have laughed at all? Um, you guys, let me know how you felt felt about those lines being said. I found it to be pretty dark humor, um, so that's why I laughed at it. And uh, second time around, it was just crickets. I was like, "Oh snap!" Okay. So, but yeah, guys. So those are like the funny parts of the whole thing, and that's pretty cool. I um. I'm thinking, you know, look, is this the funniest MCU movie we've seen? No, no, no. I, I still think it's tough. I mean, the first Guardians of the Galaxy was pretty funny. Thor Ragnarok has a lot. Okay, so so that movie's weird because it's not an ongoing comedy, but there are a lot of classic comedy moments or comedic moments in that movie where it sticks out and it makes you it almost implies the movie itself is a comedy but it's just a few good moments that are just hilarious um so it's tough the MCU Spider-Man movies are up there with the funniest movies in the MCU I just don't know if this was the absolute funniest out of the MCU is it the funniest out of the Spider-Man movies? Yes. Yes. Um, like I said, Homecoming is my favorite. Although No Way Home... I, listen, I appreciate that they had the three Spider-Men. <clears throat> I really didn't think it was going to happen. I... Until, like, maybe 
April, like around April or May of this year, I was like, okay, you know what? Actually, holy cow. But like even last year when I was talking about this and, you know, back in late 2020, the reports like Emma Stone was pregnant on set. And so like, I think, listen, when this comes out Blu-ray or whatever it comes out on, I'm waiting for the deleted scenes. I think a lot of stuff got cut. Because I'm 100% sure Emma Stone was supposed to be in this movie, too. <clears throat> Remember, there was an interview way back that I talked about, like maybe in May or June, where she was asked if she was in the movie, and she legit, word for word, was like, Am I, what did Andrew say? I don't know what I'm supposed to say. So I think what happened was she probably filmed her part, but they probably told her it may or may not get in. And so she's prob- she was probably being honest, like, I don't know. And just was like, I'm just... Number one, she had to say no. At the very least, because she wasn't allowed to say yes. But she also had to been like, I actually don't know, because I don't know. But there were plenty of reports, and, and we have photos, too, of her being on set, as well as uh, Karen from Daredevil. Karen was on set, and actually Emma and and the actress who plays Karen, they were walking together. So they were like walking around on the lot or whatever. So we got shots of them. And obviously Charlie Cox made it into the movie. Was there room for Karen? I don't know. And don't forget, guys, there was that courtroom scene cast call that came out too around the time of the reshoots. So they might have thought about doing something like that. And so maybe Karen would have appeared in like a cameo, like consulting Matt about how they're going to deal with Peter or something. Like it could have been a whole bunch of stuff that we didn't get to see. It's two and a half hours long. So it was already a marathon. And so they probably was like, we'll have to cut some stuff out because it might be too much. Um, So I'm waiting for the deleted scenes to start trickling out because I'm absolutely sure we missed a bunch of stuff that I, I don't know if it was still I don't know if it would have enhanced the movie enough where oh we should have had that. But it it still would have been nice to see. You know, like MJ, she got cut out from the Amazing Spider-Man. She literally filmed her stuff, confirmed, like even from her mouth. Like she knew she, like everyone knew she was in it, but then they just cut her out. So it happens. You know what I mean? Like it happens. And um, once again, you guys remember the leak I talked about where they went over the entire plot to where Tobey Maguire probably was written to die. And they may have reshot that scene multiple times. They may have done one where he died from the stab and then the one that we saw where he didn't die. But he was supposedly supposed to die during that last scene in a similar way where Tom Holland was about to kill Goblin. And then, but Andrew was the one that originally stops Tom because Toby ended up dying. Also, Ned was held captive. Didn't really talk about what happened with MJ, but Ned was apparently held captive uh, by the goblin. They went to go rescue him, essentially. And then the final battle, and so Toby dies during the final battle. And so, so, but they also said Toby was with Mary Jane. Like, he confirmed in the movie he was with Mary Jane Complicated, but with her. But they also had a daughter, Mae Parker, who in the comics becomes Spider-Girl. We didn't get to see Kristen Dunst, 
We don't know if they did have a kid. Toby didn't elaborate on that. So we don't know if he just decided not to mention it or if he doesn't have one or he will have one eventually. Um, But like, there are so many things that came out for this movie that are all probably true. But you know how, like, as time goes on and you're doing these shots and stuff, changes. Stuff changes all the time. But that leak back then happened in this movie. Like, the vast majority of stuff in there happened in that movie. So I'm, I'm very... Whoever leaked that probably knew what they were talking about. They had a credible source, but remember the reshoots happened... And, and stuff was changed. Obviously, stuff, even the stuff we saw in the trailer was changed. So remember, just because the rumors and stuff doesn't, they, just because they didn't come true, not all of them are going to be word for word like this is what's going to happen. But the framework of that leak, he basically, you basically knew what the movie was about way back in April. So I basically, now that I've watched the movie, I realized I knew what was going to happen in the movie since April. Uh, so it's kind, of, it's kind of weird how that happened. But, you know, we're here, and, and that's fine. A um, couple of episodes that I want to talk about moving forward. Uh, Doctor Strange, he was acting weird. And I want, to, I want to talk about the debate, because there is the debate. Who was right? Was Peter right, or was Doctor Strange right? Doctor Strange trying to protect the fabric of reality. Everyone has their destiny. This is how it should be. Don't mess with stuff. And we saw that with like Infinity War and Endgame and stuff like that, where you mess with stuff, it can twist things up. Or was Peter right to try to gain redemption for these characters who apparently met their untimely demises at the hands of of his Spider-Man counterparts, which they conveniently don't address. They don't really address the fact that they all die basically at Spider-Man's hands or in a battle with Spider-Man. Like, cure them, okay. But I feel like Tom should have had a conversation with the Peters like, yo, what have you done? Why did you resort? Like, what happened? Like, how did they die? Like, what was your part in that? Like, he, he never really addresses the other Peters who apparently are responsible for the deaths. And I mean, not all of these characters died. Like, Sandman didn't die. So I don't know what was going to happen with him. Electro kind of exploded. I don't think he really died, did he? Um, The only people that really died was Doc Ock and Goblin. Right? Because Lizard, he transformed back to Kirk Connors. He was good. Um, Yeah, Electro exploded kind of, but he seemed like he was fine. Sandman seems like he can't really die. Uh, that was three. And then, you know, you had Doc Ock and Norman. I have five in my hand. Wasn't there a six? There was only five of them? Oh, that... There was only five? What the hell? Huh. I guess...
Yeah, that was that was only five of them. Wait, I feel I feel like it was the lizard. The yeah, I guess it was five. Anyway, who cares? You know, um, so I, I'm yeah, I'm, I I want to do an entire episode just for that concept of Doctor Strange versus Peter Parker because I the funniest part about it was I was siding with Strange. Like I was on Strange's side, like send them back. Because you're causing a ripple domino effect of like you're changing whatever. And when they go back, who knows what kind of ramifications that has on those universes now. Like we don't even know what the possible consequences could be. Like I, I don't that's why you don't mess with time and, and realities and all this stuff. So I don't know. Um but Doctor Strange's approach was very uncharacteristic. That's the problem. They they antagonized him for no reason. Like they changed his essence for no reason. And so I need to we need to talk about why this could have been, why they may have done it. And I think the the uh the trailer at the end of the movie for his movie might elaborate on some of those things, but I'm not entirely sure. Um you know, and then Peter his role and like I said, there was the whole plot hole of the idea that just so happens Doctor Strange couldn't push that button. Like every time he went to go push the button, something conveniently occurred. That was a plot hole for me. I'm sorry. It shouldn't be that hard to push a button. I'm sorry. Like he had like at least three opportunities where he's like in the middle of doing it and then something just happens. You kidding me? You sure? So, like, that was one of my problems. But again, I'll, I'm going to do a whole plot hole thing. I want to talk about a few other things about this movie that irked me. And I just... Irked? What? That bothered me. And I just really need... I need answers. So, please, 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 listeners out there, send me a message. Go to anchor.com slash the main site for this podcast. There's an option that says message. You can leave a mess, a, a, an actual voice message. I want you to actually tell me. I want to literally hear you and your thoughts about funniest moments of the movie. Okay? What did you really think about it? And, and some stuff that I may have missed that you thought was like really funny. I, like, I want to actually know what made you go, ha ha! Or, 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 or something. I mean, not as corny as mine, but you... I, it's a thing. I don't laugh like that. Just so you know, I'm not. That was a mock. I don't know who I was pretending to be. I don't know anyone that laughs like that. Oh, okay, it's time to end it. So, all right. Uh, yeah. So next time, I don't know the next exact episode that's gonna come out, but I told you some of the projects I'm still working on to record. And um, yeah, guys. I mean, phenomenal movie. A lot of stuff to talk about. Um, I've already talked about emotional moments. I've talked about Tom Holland. Tom Holland? Yeah, Tom Holland talking about he he thinks he's going to get an Oscar for his performance. Um, I've talked about the movie in general. I've talked about what Sony and Marvel are going to do moving forward. Um, so I've already talked about a bunch of stuff. So if you haven't heard any of those, go back. Ever since the 17th, I've actually the 18th, because when I recorded my initial reaction, it was already on the 18th, the middle of the night on the 18th. So go back to the 18th, multiple episodes to catch up on if you haven't listened to them yet. And then get ready for the next like four or five. Um, 
because by the end of this week, I want to be able to start honing in on Morbius um, and really starting to dissect. We haven't, it's so funny, No Way Home overshadowed Morbius so much. I don't know anything about the movie. Like, we don't know a lot. And the only time we really talk about it is in reference to how it's impacted by No Way Home. No Way Home changed everything, right? Loki was like a nice setup in terms of like realities and multiple lines of of things. But Spider-Man ultimately like came in and just... So that was part one. The sequel, which is Doctor Strange's movie, is going to really answer a lot of questions that this movie raised. Um, So this is a, you know, this is a... A universe-changing experience right now. And I've talked about it before where I'm, I'm a little nervous about the multiverse and how, the, how Marvel is going to handle the multiverse. I'm a little anxious that they're going to have too many things to keep track of. And that's going to start creating... You know, the thing about Marvel that we can always appreciate is that they are very consistent with their timeline. They are very consistent in making sure that everything they have like a set of rules that you know that they follow. And this is not me like saying that. Like this came from Kevin Feige. Like they have a, a set rule template that they follow. Every show and every movie has to address certain things at the appropriate time when they're when they're working on the movies or shows to make sure everything is in sync. But with a multiverse, I'm a little nervous that it's gonna be too broad of a thing. Where lazy writing can occur. Well, we could just say he came from a different thing. Like, no. So it it could go down like that. But Marvel has done a good job of keeping things very tight and organized and structured. So I'm willing to give them that benefit of this doubt. But it's still it's still going to be iffy with it. Um, and like I told you guys before, I hope that Spider-Man is removed from the MCU completely. Because... I want to just focus on the Spider-Man movies. I'm getting MCU fatigue. It's starting to set in. And I probably, after like another two years, probably, I'll start being like, all right, I'm tired of it. So I'm not there yet, but I can feel myself like, I got to watch this. I got to watch that. Because that could be a reference for Spider-Man. I don't care about the MCU. Make no mistake. I only care about what happens and how it impacts Spider-Man. And his world. So that's what's going on. So I was actually rooting for him to leave the MCU. So I wouldn't have to keep track of this behemoth. Of a thing that Marvel is doing. But looks like I'm kind of having to deal with it. So keep me in prayer. It's a lot to keep track of. There's a lot of stuff to keep track of in terms of watching. It gives you something to do I guess. But I have other stuff that I do in my spare time. I I write. I do lighting. You know, I'm a blogger and stuff. So, like, it's... Whatever. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, keep swinging.